Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure you can take on any adventure. I'm planning on going river rafting this weekend, and I'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh my goodness, it's only preseason, but I'm hyped he'll fuck. Jimmy G buckets, get buckets. Oh my goodness, give me the hot sauce. It is episode 104 of Gimme the Hot Sauce, and Stacy's coming off a nice win. Uh, the Bulls beat the Boston Celtics, coming from 19 down. Before we get to that, though, we want to welcome in our guy, Timmy Whispers. If you're watching on, on YouTube, you can see him there. He's from his new home in Fort Myers. Timmy, give the folks an update. I know a lot of people were wondering uh, how your storm survived the hurricane. Well, I had to kill a few gators, but... You know, they're not as tough as people think they are. You, know, you get that couple of those wrestling moves on, get them in a full Nelson, drag them right out. It's not too too bad. And then besides the snakes and spiders, we were pretty good. Hey, I just want to say, Tim, you know, it's good to see you there, son. I didn't know what to expect. Where you at. Can, but can we lose the background and let us everybody see your uh, palatial estate? <laughs> Tim gave me a little tour earlier. Yeah, yeah. House is looking good. I mean, you, know, you notice he didn't get the black guy tour because he's yeah. afraid I might tell you, come in there and rob him. There's a lot That's of terrible, boxes, Tim. a lot of things. <laughs> 30 to be years unloaded. of abuse. 30 years of abuse, Tim. Yeah. You got to limit the information. You know that. He wouldn't even give me the address. I was going to send him something, you know, a nice yeah, housewarming yeah. gift. He's like, oh, that's okay. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> he put a ceiling fan in by himself, so I'm surprised he hasn't been electrocuted. Did he? Yet, you know? Did yeah. you did? Yeah. Uh, actually, I did get electrocuted with the first fan I put in. <laughs> hey, Tim, I got a pretty hey, good jolt. Tim, before we came on the show, we yeah. saw we saw your little Jeffrey Dahmer stick. Where's your Jeffrey Dahmer yeah, shot stick? Felt, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> see, see, that's this. This is this is where you know, and that's you know, legal in Florida, right? Yeah, stand your ground. Hey, who's that? I dream of genie. Who's that walking back there? Who's that? I- <laughs> sure was. Be quiet. Oh, uh, uh, shouldn't she be in a bottle? <laughs> <laughs> Late night entertainment at the Kelly compound. Yes, that was the lovely Marie oh, Kelly, the, yeah. the, the boss of the, the the house. Yes, she's the boss. So, but you know, on a serious, right. on a serious <laughs> note, you were, you were telling me before we get started that, that it was almost like there was a protective dome around your neighborhood, which is pretty crazy because everyone's seen the video of the devastation along the coast at Fort Myers, and your neighborhood, which is a bit inland, you said is basically fine. Yeah, nothing. I mean, all devastation all around, but uh, this little area here, uh, not a single roof was damaged. There's a couple of little trees down, um, but um, really nothing, no flooding here, uh, no damage at all, not even a, a screen that was torn just in the 
excellent shape. So you're gonna like put it nothing on, ever happened here. You're gonna put it on the market now, try to get a profit right away. <laughs> you could, but <laughs> I, I need to I need to escape those Januarys and Februarys. Yeah. No, that'll yeah. be great. Tim, now, Tim, do you do you but, live yeah. do you live more inland away from the water basically? How far do you live from the beaches? Uh, it's, uh, only like ten minutes, um, so not too bad. Kind of, we're closer to, I'd say, just east of downtown Fort Myers, so okay. up the river a little bit and inland, but uh, you know, just straight north of the beaches. What's the weather been like? What's temperature? Eighties uh, every single day and perfectly yeah. sunny. So, yeah, we no had complaints we, and uh, we had it close to eighty over the weekend here. I know. I couldn't believe that. It looks actually the first day was the same weather there as it was here we were in the 70s here so yeah but uh yeah that devastation that we took a drive around this morning wow yeah it is extreme it is really something yeah a lot of people are gonna so. have to rebuild down there so we're, we're glad you're okay uh enjoy getting settled into the household i know you're gonna be there for the rest of the week and we we'll look forward to seeing you back here next week but you you know you're gonna hang around you're gonna uh, do a little christopher walking for us later because everybody was asking for it last week and also, I know you'd be disappointed if it didn't come back bright red, but I'll work on that and make sure I'm really yeah, toasty. Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah, we definitely want you to come back as uh, Larry the Lobster. So we're, we're excited about That's seeing right. that coming back. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that myself. Well, let's talk a little, I won't let you down. Let's talk a little basketball, Stacey. Uh, obviously, Bulls fans have got a little bit nervous after the home opener against Cleveland. That was one of those games that just got away early, and they shot the lights out, and the Bulls couldn't come back. But then – get down by 19 against the Celtics, and then run them out of the gym in the second half. Well, I attribute that Cleveland game, Mark, to fatigue. You know, yeah. you, you, you had an emotional game against Miami, and then you had to play Washington, which is a game they should have won, which later came back. The officials said they made a mistake on that three-point attempt uh, by uh, DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan, yeah. which would have won the game if he had shot the three free throws. Um, so there was, there was some fatigue. You could tell in that first quarter they got down. Cleveland was sitting at home waiting. They don't, they'd only played one game, so they were fresh. Whoever made this schedule uh, should be slapped with a with a salmon. I mean, seriously, like it's terrible. Like the Bulls, the Bulls schedule is awful. We're getting ready to go on our second three game and four night yeah. type situation, and it's it's really. I mean, look at the schedule. I mean, it's brutal. You know, you 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 play two playoff teams right out the box. Uh, Indiana, you don't know what Indiana is going to be. San Antonio is undefeated. You got Philadelphia. That's that's going to be a back to back game. We are playing Indiana tomorrow, and then we're flying the next day to San Antonio to play one game. This is the first time that we've ever like just gone right. on, on a one game trip to Texas. And then you're flying back home to play Philadelphia, who'll be waiting for you, who's zero and four at the moment. Um, well, they got one yesterday. Did they get one? Yeah, they beat Indiana. Well, good for that. Well, <laughs> it's not saying much. Um, Indiana's going to get relegated. Yeah, it's, it, they might be that team that uh, you know you, you get you get well playing them. You know, you get all your shots fall, you, all yeah. your stats go up. So yeah. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see uh, Stacy call out uh, Bubbles the Chimp for making the st schedule. You got the graphic with Bubbles the Chimp on there. Yeah, Michael Jackson Bubbles. <laughs> just leave me alone, girl. Just leave me alone, friend. You know, it's even crazier trip coming up later. You go to Brooklyn, come home the next night to play Charlotte, then go right back out to Boston. You're on the East Coast. Why don't you play Brooklyn this and Boston is, back to is, back? This is what I'm talking about, yeah. Mark. The schedule is brutal for this team. Yeah. It's like... It makes no sense. I mean, put that schedule back up there, guys. Let's go back and look at this. 
Just you know, okay. You, look, you okay, can so travel. You're, you're, be consistent. You're, you're at Brooklyn, but why are we coming back home to play yeah. Charlotte the next night? Why not just stay out there and play Boston, right. And then Toronto, and then come back and play Charlotte in, in Toronto at yeah. home. It, it's just amazing. You know, they keep saying because of the uh, Paris trip. That's why the, the the schedule is so condensed for us. Yeah. But I don't see the Lakers, you know, playing this kind of schedule. I don't see some <laughs> of the winning teams playing this kind of schedule. The teams that are on, you know, the, on uh, you know ESPN and you know all these things. It's it's terrible the way the schedule is. Whispers, you got your uh, TV up and running, or are you still waiting on that? I do. That was another. That was a tough situation. <laughs> the internet issues down here. I had T-Mobile had to bring it back and. Had to do a little screaming at them, but uh, that Xfinity, they pulled through. They charge you more, but it works. <laughs> so you got all your, your favorite channels. You've been able to watch any basketball, or you're just too busy? Yeah, I watched uh, a little bit of basketball, and then, of course, the Bears game last night, which was uh, fantastic. Yeah, it looked like a different team, didn't it? We'll, I, we'll talk that, about the Bears later, but that was that was the uh, Chicago double over the city of Boston. Well, it was it was the, it was the Boston Tea Party, and <laughs> uh, it was a massacre <laughs> as we massacred the Patriots and the Celtics all in the same night. Yeah, so uh, it was a good night to be a Chicago sports fan. Yeah, I tell you what, if you had a that, a parlay on that, you did pretty well. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Whispers? That, uh, um, I was gonna say that. Uh, Stacy mentioned earlier that uh, three-point foul on DeRozan. That was, yeah. You, know, you, you wonder they got to change that rule, especially maybe in the last five minutes, that you can, you know, use a challenge for a, uh, a unmade call. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, they would have won that, of course. There was nothing they could do on that. <clears throat> Stacy, I thought in the Cavs game there were good performances all around. But how about Vooch celebrating his thirty-second birthday? Eighteen points, twenty-three rebounds. He was really effective throughout that game. Well, I mean, you know, the Celtics are very small outside of Al Horford. You know, they're missing Robert Williams, mm -hmm. so that that is a big blow for them because that's a rim protector, shot blocker, and without him, you're playing, you know, Grant Williams, you're playing all these small guys at that power forward position. Uh, Al Horford's getting up there in age. You know, he's not the same defensive player that he once was, but uh, you know, again, it's like Gulliver's Travels. You know, the land of the Lilliputians. You know, he was just dominant. You know, you look at those. You look at those numbers, 18 points, 23 rebounds, and then you kind of ask yourself, because I kept calling for it, it's like just pound the ball inside the Vooch. The double team came a few times, and he was able to find wide-open shooters. Uh, Io was a benefactor of double team, yeah. you know, because teams teams are leaving Io. But if he keeps hitting threes like he's doing right now, <laughs> you're not going to be able to leave him. And he's, he's shooting the ball with extreme confidence. Vooch played really well. I thought he got us going. Um, I thought that second group came in with Dragic, um, you know, uh, Caruso, um, Drummond. Drummond. I thought they came in and infused energy. Javante Green, because it, if we were down 19, we were down 19 against the Celtics, and it looked like they were going to blow the doors off. And then all of a sudden, you know, they went to a second group. They came in with energy. They started chipping away at that lead. From about the seven-minute mark of the first quarter, they outscored uh, Boston like 24 to, to 9 or something to get back in the game. So it was a remarkable comeback. How about Derek Jones Jr.? He had all 10 of his points in the first half when they made that comeback. And here's a guy that was out of the rotation at the start of the year, but now he's playing. And we know that the thing that he can do is he can get you loose balls, he can get offensive rebounds because he can, he can jump so high. And I thought that, that his energy really had a big impact on that comeback. Well, and one of the things that, that he brings to the table is he brings a little bit of size and length. And he matched up against Jalen Brown. He matched up against Tatum. You're not going to be able to stop those guys, but you can put a guy like him out there to frustrate them defensively, 
because he can block shots. He's got good length. He moves his feet very well. Uh, it, it's it's really good that they finally started playing him, you know, because, you know, right now, you know, it's all hands on deck. You got to play guys, whoever's, you know, it, the loyalty goes out the window, man. It's about wins, wins and losses. And so, you know, you want to see guys go out there. If they're out there playing well, and that's what Phil used to do with our, our second group, is like, you know, first team could be struggling, and then he'll pull them out and say, all right, second group, go out there and give us some energy. And that second group, myself, BJ, Scott Williams, and Will Purdue, you know, Cliff Levingston, Tritt Tucker, I mean, Craig Hodges, you know, we took that personal. And we realized, like, you know, if we want to play, this is our opportunity to play. And if you play good, Phil will leave you out there. And it's the mm-hmm. same scenario yesterday with that second group. They came out. They sparked the team. And one thing that was different in this game than it was against Cleveland, because you go back to that Cleveland game, um, Billy made a coaching decision to take three starters out. He took Vooch, he took DeMar, and he took Zach Levine out in that Cleveland game, and that's where the doors got blown open. So this time against Boston, he kept one of those guys in. That's what he did a lot last year was always DeMar. You know, he'd take Zach out first, and then DeMar would run with that second group. Um, but yesterday he left Zach out there, and Zach was out there with that second group, and Zach played playmaker. He played, you know, he, you know when he had to score, he scored. But he was also setting people up, which was nice to see. And then they, they got a rhythm going. And you mentioned Io earlier. He finished the game with 22 points, 9 of 10 from the field, 4 of 4 from three-point land. And he talked about the fact this summer he really worked on getting a quicker release on his three-point shot. He put on 10 pounds of muscle. You can see it in his upper body. He's better at being able to take contact and finish at the rim. You know, people talk about missing Lonzo Ball, and they do miss Lonzo Ball. But if Io plays like that, he can really kind of – do the similar things to what Lonzo did. Let, let's let's be real. They're they're missing Lonzo Ball. They're he's huge. Lonzo is like having three guys on your roster now. What it does do, it gives Io a chance to establish himself as the guy that's going to come off the bench when mm-hmm. Lonzo comes back, and he's going to run that second group. Uh, it's given him valuable experience. He worked extremely hard this summer. He deserves to be out there. He deserves to be the starting point guard right now. But when Zoe comes out, you got to remember, you're talking about a six foot six guy. You're talking about a guy that can rebound from the point guard position, a guy that sets everybody up, and a guy that also blocks shots. He was the second uh, leading block shot guy last year as a point guard. So he brings so much to the table. And then also, uh, the offense is much more efficient. They get out and run a lot more because he's able to see the floor. We don't know when he's going to come back, but they're really optimistic that he's going to come back 100% healthy. That's all that matters. And right now, Dragic has been a godsend for the Bulls. Uh, Caruso's playing well, and then Iowa's playing well. So the guard position is being manned by three, it's a three-headed monster, and it's, re- it's really led by Iowa. The one concern right now, the ongoing concern, is what's going on with Patrick Williams. Uh, in the game against the Celtics, he played 15 minutes, 2 of 7 from the field for four points, and that continued a trend where he just seems to be struggling to find his role. Everyone keeps saying, take your shots, be aggressive, but it just doesn't seem to be clicking for him right now. Well, you know what, Mark? What I, I think what they need to do, I mean, I, I'm not the coach, and I, I don't – I'm not telling anybody what they should be doing, but what you should be doing is is running him with that second group where he's the featured guy. Because right now, like, he doesn't know what his role is when all the starters are on the floor at the same time. Like, he's almost like, well, apprehensive to shoot, not aggressive. 
What what they got to do with Patrick, if they're going to keep him in the starting lineup, what they got to do with Patrick is they say, okay, pull him to the side. Let's watch some film. Let's watch when you're aggressive and when you're not aggressive. Okay, and then you. That's what Phil used to do. That's what the coaches used to do to us, because you can tell a guy to be aggressive and that they're not being aggressive. But if they don't see it, there's no visualization. Then they think, oh yeah, coach, you don't know what you're talking about. I am being aggressive. What else you want me to do? You mean go yeah. steal the ball from Demar? You know, or Zach? I'm being aggressive. No, you're not. You watch the film. You see you standing in the corner, not moving. That's not aggressive. You don't make any kind of definitive cuts to the basket. You're not being aggressive. And then you see a guy like, you know, Derrick Jones Jr. Cuts to the basket, gets a dunk. You see Javante cuts to the basket and gets a dunk. And what you do with Patrick Williams, and this is what I would do with him, is that I would sit him down and say, here's what you're going to do for us. We're not running you any place. But what we are going to do for you is if you get the ball, rebound the ball off the glass, you start the break, push the ball off the floor because you are best at going downhill with the basketball. Zach's got to run. DeMar's got to run. Phil Lanes. This team is too athletic not to be killing teams on a fast break. And when you got a kid at six foot nine that can handle the ball like a point guard, that is an added bonus. Now, the second thing I would do with Patrick Williams is I'd be like, okay, you're going to run screen rolls with DeMar. You're going to run screen rolls with Zach, and we're going to try to get switches every single time because he's really never in any kind of pick and roll. If you ever watch him out there in the right, first group, right. he's never in any pick and rolls unless it's with Io. But he's never in a pick and roll with Zach. He's never in a pick and roll with DeMar because if he is, those are mismatched both ways because if they switch – then DeMar has a mismatch, and then Patrick has a mismatch in the post. Roll into the right. post, post up, and let's play ball. There's simple ways to get him. It's just he has to be shown, I think. So like Stacy said, he's not telling anybody what to do, but he just told exactly yeah, yeah, what needs to be yeah, done. Exactly. That's just the coach. Hey, I'm, hey, America, that's just the coach. That's me. right. You know, right. I, I mean, I coached for six years, so uh, I'm just not I'm just not some guy just making up some stuff over here. I'm like, <laughs> I do know X's and O's, and, uh, you know, so sometimes I have to, you know, do that. We want to bring in one of our great sponsors, Jeff Vukovic. When it comes to insurance for your auto, home, and business, make sure you contact the king of insurance, our good friend, nationwide agent Jeff Vukovic. I'm sure he's been at the United Center already as the Bulls have played a couple of home games. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see his information on the screen. You can always reach him at jeffvuk.com. That's jeffvuk.com. He can handle and help you out for all your auto, home, and business insurance needs. And Stacey's got a great jingle as well. Nationwide is on your side. There you go. An early week edition of the Nationwide <laughs> Jingle. Always appreciate our guy, Jeff Fukovic. Let's take a quick look around the NBA, some of the things going on that have been interesting. Uh, Portland is 4-0. and The Utah Jazz are 3-1. and The Spurs are 3-1. and Conversely, the Lakers are 0-3. Phillies 1-3. Miami's 1-3. It's early, of course, but it, what st- stood out to you around the league in the first week? America, this is how it is normally in the NBA. These young teams with these young legs – uh, they're ready to play. They got more energy than veteran teams. They get out. They're doing things that veteran teams don't feel like chasing guys around, you know. So they're going to come out there, and you're going to see teams like Portland. They have a young team with Damon Lillard. You're going to see San Antonio. They're going to they're going to come back to reality probably about after about the tenth game because yeah. it normally takes veteran teams. Like Philadelphia. Philadelphia is starting off slow out the box, but I guarantee you when it's all said and done, Philadelphia's going to be there at the end. They're going to be one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference, if not the NBA. So uh, I know people are in panic mode right now in Philadelphia, but that's just the way it is sometimes. Sometimes you just got to lose a few games, get your, your feet underneath you, and uh, Philadelphia will be fine. But these young teams, 
not taking anything away from them. They play extremely hard, you know, and it's, I've seen it when I was a player. You know, teams jump out with these young teams and, you know, they got nothing to lose. They're playing with house money in the beginning of the season and all of a sudden they lose one or two games and then adversity sets and it's like, okay, we're going back to be the same Sacramento Kings. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, we're going to be back. Oh, we're, we're Portland Trailblazers again. Oh, man. The clock struck 12. <laughs> Well, the Bulls would like to see Portland have a good season because if Portland makes the playoffs, the Bulls get their first-round draft pick. Oh, so go that, Portland, go! So, so oh. we're, we're oh. hoping that Portland squeezes in there in the at the number eight spot or whatever, and the Bulls get a draft pick in the teens. Otherwise, they won't have a first-rounder this year because they owe Orlando another number one from the oh. uh, Nikola Vucevic trade. Let's go Portland! <laughs> hey, did you see Lowry Markkinen uh, dunk over Rudy Gobert hey, the other night? Listen, America. Okay, go back and look at the tapes. Go back and watch games I called about yeah. Larry, Larry Markkinen. I've been saying Larry Markkinen could, has an opportunity to be an all-star in this league. Yeah. And, and, you know, for whatever reason, it didn't work out here, but the kid is highly skilled. And, and there's certain guys, Mark, that, you know, you can motivate them by yelling and screaming and getting in their face, and they'll respond. There's certain guys that you have to nurture, saying, hey, you did a great job. You got to overdo it. You got to oversell your enthusiasm for even if they only grab two rebounds, man, that was the best two rebounds that I've ever seen. You know, just to give them confidence, <laughs> just, just like I used to tell Tim at the yeah, health club, yeah. hey, man, you helped us win that game, <laughs> grab that one rebound. Thanks, buddy. Way to go, way to go, Whispers. But thanks for bringing the thanks for bringing the towels. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go grab me a Gatorade, buddy. Um, but Lowry is now Lowry in Cleveland. I thought. They recognize how to play him. Yeah. They play. They played a big front line. They played him at small forward. People always want to get enamored with what that a player can't do. You know, I hate that. I hate when coaches go. They spend so much time worrying about what a player can't do. He can't do this. He can't dribble. He can't shoot. He can't do this. Okay, how about what can he do to help me win ball games? How what can he do to help me? Okay, he can shoot threes. He's a big kid that can rebound. Maybe not rebound at a clip of, say, you know, Andre Drummond, but he can get you eight or nine boards. Defensively, yeah, he's going to have mismatches most nights at the small forward position. But I'm telling Lowry, all I need you to do is play position defense and use your seven-foot body. I don't need you to go out there and try to yeah. get steals. I don't need you to be out there trying to, you know, slap the floor like you're a Duke Blue Demon and out there, you know, trying to play D. I just need you to stay in front of your man, move your feet, and make it difficult for them to score. Stay in between your man and the basket. That's all I need you to do. Okay. Now, what you see him now is things he learned in, in, in Cleveland last year. He's got so much confidence and in a play with the Finland national team where he was the man. He got to handle the ball. He got to shoot. He got to do a lot of different things. And now, you know, Utah is saying, hey, we ain't got nothing to lose. We, we done gave up everybody. We're, we're playing for uh, Victor, Victor, what's his name? Webinyama. Webinyama. Well, <laughs> Let's call him Webby. We got, we're trying to get Webby, all right? Yeah. So they're going to they're gonna have a chance to, you know, possibly, you know, I mean, if they keep winning, it's not going to have a chance. But they have a chance to, to, you know, get a pretty high draft pick. And you pair him up with Colin Sexton, who's playing well for them right now. Uh, Lowry's playing well. They got some really good young pieces out of all those trades they made. And you saw Cleveland firsthand. I was wondering Woo! how the fit was going to be with Mitchell and Garland. Of course, oh. Garland was injured, but Mitchell's been a one-man wrecking crew. Hey, listen, America. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how they mark. I didn't know how they were going to work it out. You know, yeah. Darius Garland wasn't there. And I was like, hey, how's Mitchell going to play with those guys, you yeah. know? And I'm oh, America. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him up close, America. Cleveland ain't no joke. Yeah. Cle Cle man, they got their front line. You know, Allen and, and Mobley are very, very good. Um, the kid, uh, you know, the, the, the kid, uh, Karis Levert yeah. is the wild card for them. You know, he's a small forward that can get his own shot. You know, I think they're going to have to reel him in though. They're going to have to re reel him yeah. in. Um, but at, at the same time, 
I mean, they got some talent, man. They got and then some Kevin ta- Love hit five straight threes oh, against the Bulls. Man, see, that's, I think the problem was that everybody thought, you know, everybody on the Bulls thought it was somebody's dad. Like, <laughs> hey, somebody's pop out here playing. <laughs> Who's who on the court? Whose dad is this? And where's the security at? Who let this man on here? And before they knew it, he already had like five threes. They're like, that's Kevin Love? Yeah. A lot. Yeah, I heard Charles Barkley on TNT tonight earlier when they were previewing the, the Pelicans uh, Mavericks game. They were, they were talking about the Cavs. And he said they're gonna they're gonna catch somebody this year. You know, he said I'm not saying the Cavs are gonna win the East, but nobody wants to play them in a seven game series. No, if they get Darius Garland back and they continue to play, like I said, I, I did not know um, Donovan Mitchell is that small. Yeah, like, I always thought yeah. he's like six four. You no. know, but he's like six one, and but he's explosive though. Yeah. And you know when he's hitting threes and he's knocking down shots, it makes his drive even that much tougher. And plus, when he gets into the paint, Mark. He can finish over anybody. It's mm-hmm. not a guy that's going in there throwing up dipsy do shots. He's going there trying to dunk on your head. Hey, look who just walked into the building, our good buddy, Nicky oh, Knuckles. Oh, Nicky Knuckles. Uh, working his shift over at ESPN yeah. Radio, and he yeah. had to pound it all the way out to Palatine, which yeah. is always fun in the rain to make yeah. that drive. Uh, you trust know. me, I had to drive today. To do you my, should have picked him up with your listen, limo. You know, no, we didn't drive Windy City today, baby. We oh, all right. I, gave, I, gave, I gave Mike the night off. You know, Mike had, uh, Mike had some of the uh, double mint twins coming over. And, uh, you know, he was. <laughs> <laughs> Whispers yeah. knows all about hey. that joke. So, so yeah, so oh, he's, yeah. Hey, hey, he's with the double mid twins right now and uh, having a good time. Yeah, he's out there spending some money over at the Capitol Grill. Um, so he's, he's having a good time right now. Shout out to Mike. Yeah, Amaral, shout out to my Mike. Boy. Hope he's having a good time with the double mid the twins. The double mid twins, baby. Hey, uh, Whispers, I know you don't have the copy in front of you, but, but give us a little Christopher Walken ta- talking about the great. Give me the hot sauce product. Well, I, I do have the copy. It's just that it, it sound was updated, and I'm sick of coming to the studio when it's the same old garbage. It's time to update the whole pitch. I mean, my God. So maybe we wing it this week, and I talk about doing some Gator Bites with some tasty hot sauce. So I don't know if you know this, Mark, but... I sprinkle some of this hot sauce around my house in Barrington uh-huh. to keep gators away. Yeah. That's right, in Barrington, not Fort Myers. There's, <laughs> there's no gators there because it, it works. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyhow, if you're trying to score some of that hot sauce, you know where to go. GimmeTheHotSauce.com. That's right, G-I-M-M-E, HotSauce.com. So- and use King21. <laughs> So what would to get twenty one percent off? What what flavor would you use on on maybe some uh, some flounder down there? You know, some baked flounder. Oh, that's easy. You got to go with the original because it just adds a little bit of garlic with a little bit of zing zang, just <laughs> brighten up your taste buds, and that's what everybody goes for. And then if you're gonna skewer one of these, you know, black squirrels down there, I go with the barbecue. It's delicious. So does uh, does gator meat taste like chicken? Is that the, what we usually hear? Yeah, Hell no. No, just, it doesn't. Just, no, it doesn't. It's a, it tastes like spotted owl. Hey, listen. First of all, first of all, everybody always wants to say some tastes like chicken. Yeah. Okay. Whether whether it be gator, right. whether it be, you know, any kind of squirrel. squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. Elk. Oh, yeah, it tastes like chicken. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. The gator has a, a rattlesnake. You ever had a rattlesnake? No, I haven't had the pleasure. Or mountain oysters? You know what mountain oysters are, right? 
Yeah. Okay. There you go, Mark. You from you from Wisconsin? You should know what they are. <laughs> yeah. But they always try. To, they always try to say that all those things taste like chicken. No, they don't. Yeah. No, they don't. Gator don't taste nothing like chicken. It has a. It has its own. But but the point here is that everything tastes chicken. better. Yes, better yes, with yes, the hot sauce. Yes, you can uh, improve yeah. any product. So yeah. So so everything. Yeah. You if you get my hot sauce, America. Okay. Um, not only does it taste good, that it, it will even spice up the night afterwards. So when you go into bed with your loved one, or the Doublement twins, or the Doublement twins, <laughs> like my man Mike Amaral is. Okay, it's gonna spice up your life. Now, I just got a text from from my man Mike Or. He's you know the physical trainer over at the, for the Bulls. Like so, I gave them gave those guys some hot sauce. You yeah. Know? So he, he texts me right now. So shout out to Mike Or for testing for sending me a text. He sends me a picture of the of the barbecue sauce on a pork chop and says, so he says to me, he says, uh, I asked him how it was, said, you like it? He says, yeah, yeah, that, that was the last bottle we hadn't opened. All the hot sauces were fire and the barbecue sauce was off the charts there you too. Go. Testimonials. So, so that's a testimonial and we did not pay him. Okay. We didn't give him any money. We didn't give him anything. Uh, but that's what we do. So I'm telling you people go out there and get you some hot sauce. Go to give me the hot sauce.com. That's G I M M E the T H E hot sauce.com. There it is on our nice, uh, lava board, um, as you can see right there, four delicious <laughs> flavors, and we have a secret flavor coming at some point. We just can't tell you because it's a secret, secret right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're going to bring in our, our special guest coming up. He's a very familiar name to Chicago television viewers. Kenny McReynolds from WCIU is going to join us. And after a quick timeout, are you guys playing the uh, Bulls t- testing the hot sauce now? Is that happening now? All right, so Stacy yes. actually took some uh, bottles of the hot sauce down to the Advocate Center and had a few of the players try it. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can enjoy it and watch it. If you're listening to the podcast, you can hear what they had to say. So we'll be right back with Kenny McReynolds. So at 104, Give Me the Hot Sauce rolls on, and now it's our pleasure to welcome in our good friend Kenny McReynolds. You've seen him calling high school games around the Chicagoland area. Of course, he does great work over at WCIU Channel 26. And he's a great friend of all of us in the media. And I always tell people, Stacy, he is the toughest man I know because I don't want to go deeply in this. I'm sure, Kenny, you don't want to go over all the health issues you've had. <laughs> but you, you literally were brought back at one point. I mean, uh, you have overcome some amazing yep. things, and you're still going strong. You're my idol, my yeah, friend. Yeah, well, well, you guys are my idol. Thank you so much for having me. You know, Mark, I've been nominated for 10 Emmys. I've won five. I'm in five Hall of Fames. But now I get some of the hot sauce, baby. So, you know, I'm very, very happy. Get the hot sauce. And addition uh, 104, you love it. But yeah, yeah, I've had some health issues. Uh, there's no secret on October 2nd, 2017, the day I got inducted into the Chicagoland Sports Hall of Fame. I, li- I died, literally died. They brought me back to life. I actually woke up to the doctor saying, let's call it official date of death. Wow. Oh, wow. October 2nd, 2017, uh, official time of death, 17, 14. And I asked the doctor who died. I couldn't give my award. Andre Dawson did a wonderful job accepting for me. And uh, yeah, I've had 44 operations total. But hey, I'm here. I have no complaints. Yeah, we were, we were talking before we came on, like, you know, because I was asking how many games. I've seen you at almost every game. So uh, you haven't missed any of the games uh, this year. And uh, it's great seeing you, you know, because, like I said, you know, you've gone through so much over the last few years. And for me, you you know, you've been like one of my mentors. You know, you probably don't even know that, but you have. I've known you for a long time. I've always appreciated what you do and how you right. do things. Um, and I've watched from afar, you know, from as a player, 
to where I'm at now. So it's really great to see you back uh, on your feet and uh, getting back doing the things that you love. Well, Stacy, thanks so much for the compliment. I know when you were a player with the Bulls, you're always one of my favorite guys. You're always accessible. You're always funny. And I think people re- don't realize, people remember that Phil Jackson asked um, Michael, look, don't score 50 a game, score 35, and we'll win. But people forget, you gave up a ton to be on those three championships. You, you came out lying. of college as one of the best scorers. You ain't lying, Kenny. Basketball. <laughs> you gave up a lot. So Kenny, Kenny. What, what you gave up. <laughs> Kenny, America, are you listening to this? Are you listening? Hey, Kenny, I say this all the time. The sacrifice you had to make for a championship, I do it a thousand times again because I want to win. But the greatest defensive player I've ever played against in my life, in my career, was Phil Jackson. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah, I honestly believe that. But you won the three championships then. I knew when you were a player that you were going to be in the media because you're always accessible. You're always around the media. You always talk. And you can just tell that some guys have it. And obviously, when you came to the Bulls, we knew that you had it. And you do such a wonderful job now with Adam Amin and you had Neil Plunk. You're doing this show with my good buddy, Mark Shanowski, and uh, I'm really happy to finally get some of that hot sauce, baby. Well, you know, you know, you mentioned the word has it. You know, Kenny, I appreciate that because you're right. I do have it. I was nominated as 10 of the most sexiest men in Montana. <laughs> so I just want to throw that out there yeah. just in case you didn't get that addition. Uh, the ladies Rotary Club voted for me, and, uh, you know, Mark is a hater, and uh, Timmy Whispers is a hater. Everybody in the studio is a hater except for Maddie because Maddie even said, yeah, I can see why you were the sexiest man. You you deserve that. The rest of the guys in here, they don't want to hear it. I, I, I agree with the, the people in Montana. I mean, just look at the way you dress. You're Thank one you. of the best dressers Thank I you. know. Thank that you. alone would make you a sexy man. Yeah, I think that show on ABC, Big Sky, oh. set in Montana, they're looking for the people who voted in that contest. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, can't, they can't find them. They disappeared Hater. in the hill somewhere. They in the house. <laughs> oh, Mark. Let me get the knife out, Mark. There you go. Take it back. Oh, my God. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can see the great backdrop that Kenny has. He uh, was honored by all the teams for 1,000 episodes of his great show, Sports Edition. And he is the first guest we've ever had, Stacy, to wear a jacket and tie. Isn't you know something? what? This this just shows that this show has class. Yeah. Okay. We didn't even have to tell him. He yeah. just this is when you see Kitty Mac. Yeah. This is how he dressed every time you That's see right. him. That's right. You yeah. don't ever see him well, not dressed to the nine. Well, the way I look at it, just because you're the poorest person in the room, you don't have to look <laughs> like it. And I'm the poorest man in any room that I walk into. But you know, it's just something I like to do. It's something I go into Catholic schools. I got used to wearing shirts and ties. Now my tailor. He can make the suits. I can pick out the fabric. But if Rosie, and Mark's heard me talk about Rosie for years, Rosie Cadero, if Rosie doesn't pick out, you know, the shirt and the tie and the handkerchief combo, it doesn't work. So you got to give her a lot of, Rosie, a lot of credit too. And uh, speaking of Rosie, Mark, you got to realize, I don't know if I even say this, that December 3rd, I'm being honored at the uh, Chicago Elite Classic at the Credit Union One Pavilion at UIC. And for 2,500 broadcasts, high school broadcasts, Wow. But without Rosie on days that I was sick, taking me to broadcast or making me get up to go or even getting my shirt and ties and suits together, I would have never made 2,500. So I really want to give uh, credit and a lot of props and have that award to Rosanna Cadero. Hey, Kenny, tell that story about you were covering a track meet and you had to go right to the hospital because you, you were afraid you were going to die right there. Oh, 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 you mean from the, at the Big Ten Network? Yeah, 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 yeah. Home yeah. Home home? yeah. Yeah, yeah well, I, we were in Wisconsin in Madison, 
and we did the Big Ten Championship, Outdoor Championship, because I did track and field for the Big Ten Network. And I was driving down I-94, and all of a sudden, my heart just started, like, getting just tight. I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm having a heart attack. So I knew I was having a heart attack, so I just drove myself. First, I went to Walgreens at Lake Meadows. I hit the, I mean, I really put the foot to the metal, to the pedal. So I zoomed to uh, down 94, went to Walgreens, got an aspirin, then I drove myself uh, to Mercy Hospital, and the lady saw me and said, come on, come on, come on. And I had a, I had one of my uh, several heart attacks. And it, and it, they didn't make you fill out the paperwork first? They actually let you pass on No, that? no, no. Hey, hey, you know what's so funny? So when I get out of the hospital, right, the day that I can go home, they come in with all this paperwork for me to fill out, you know, for the bill. Yeah. I'm not paying the bill. They said, why not? I said, the lady said, come on. She said I had to pay for it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they, they called downstairs to this nun at Mercy Hospital, the Catholic Hospital. So the nun comes upstairs. Mr. McReynolds, what's the problem? I said, well, sister, she said, come on. She didn't say I had to pay for it. And the nun laughed so hard. She said, you know what? I'm going to write it off. Forget it. Bye. Wow. And I went wow. home without paying for it. Uh, but I tell you another heart attack I had. This is an episode of Sanford and Son. All of a sudden, Elizabeth, I'm coming to join you. Coming to join Elizabeth. With my fat friend on my side here for TV. Hey, so we're doing a prep bowl at Soldier Field. Me and Les Grobstein, may you rest in peace. Yeah. And doing doing my open, the floor manager says, "Kenny, what's wrong with you? So you're sweating and you're hot." I said, "Okay, let me just pat myself down." Okay. And I, I actually had a heart attack during the open of the game. So we, as you know, <laughs> oh, wow. we pre-record the open. Yep. So I finished the open. They called the paramedics. So the paramedics said, hey, we have to get you to... I said, well, I'm already here. So let me finish the game. I'll go to the hospital after the game. Wow. And I did. Hey, people that probably... That is funny. And <laughs> people probably don't... Uh... And, and I'm also... <laughs> No, I was gonna say we're. I was gonna segue. Finish your story. And I'm also, to my knowledge, the only person to have a heart attack at the Advocate Center. Because <laughs> I teased Bobby Good God, Ford. Hey, man. you're just bragging remember now. The, Come the, on. The, the, no, 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 no. I'm serious. Remember the day, Bobby, remember the day the Bulls drafted Bobby Porter? Yeah. I, I was in there. and I was Jim Rose, and man, it's hot in here, man. Dude, I don't feel, man. Dude, you guys got your jackets on, man. I'm, I'm burning up. And I teased Bobby Porter and said, I got so excited that the Bulls drafted you, that you were available. I had a heart attack. So after the Bulls drafted Portis, I went and drove myself to Northwestern, and Tim Hallam, the great PR director, yep. came to me weeks later like, you idiot, why didn't you say something? I said, well, Tim, I don't want to interrupt the draft. But, wow. you know, I have a hard, bad heart and bad cancer issues, but, hey, you know what? It's a lovely day I'm here. It's a <laughs> lovely wow. day. Wow. Speaking lovely of the Bulls, day. speaking of the Bulls, Kenny, you know, you, you, we, we have this big win in, in Miami – you know, going to this season, what what was your expectations coming into this season after a 46-win team last year? Where did you see this team going uh, before the season started? I thought 46 48. I really did. I thought 46 to 48 if Ball was healthy. But I tell you what, they really started out very well. If Ball comes back healthy some point this season, I think they can get over 50 because they're playing so well. My buddy Ayo Desumu is playing well. The defense showed last night they played well, Vooch with the rebound. And I, I really like to pick up a drumming because he's going to add a little toughness. He's going to also add you some rebounds. He's going to get all the garbage off the boards. Uh, so I, I can see 46 if Ball can come back at some point this year. 
I can see them getting 50, 51, 52. But that means Ball has to come back healthy because he's their best passer. He sees the floor better than anybody else, and he's their best on-ball defender. Kenny, I was going to ask you about your uh, your time coaching at DePaul. Uh, people have seen you on TV. Mm-hmm. They may not realize that you were in the coaching ranks. Did you coach with Ray or just with Joey when Joey took over? No, both. Yeah, no, 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 no. I did both. I did. I was with Coach Ray. What are your favorite Joe. memories of that time? I think just being on the bench, being there. Uh, coach Ray's last game at the All-State Arena, which was then the Rosemont Horizon against Marquette. We had like 20,000 people cram in there. Then Mayor Harold Washington was there. We beat Marquette. It was crazy. The players picked Coach Ray up, carried him off the field, I mean, off the floor into the locker room. That was that was pretty cool just to be there for that event. And just being around Ray Meyer. Uh, I tell people all the time, Mark and Stacy, I did not have a father growing up. My father was not in my life growing up until I became an adult. But I tell people, I didn't have a, I didn't have a dad, but I had a Ray Meyer. Yeah, you know, Coach Ray taught us sports coat shirt and tie everywhere we went. Now, guys, you know, wear sweatsuits on an airplane. We never were allowed to do that. We had to wear a sports coat shirt and tie. Uh, he taught us how to look a person in the eye when you shake their hand. Uh, he was just an amazing, amazing man. And my, my favorite memories, I think, every game. I can tell you what suit I wore every game. And uh, but more importantly, just being with Ray Meyer was just a thrill of a lifetime. It's funny you. It's funny you say that, Kenny, because he, he recruited me in, in 1985, and I was very close to coming. Mm-hmm. DePaul was one of my my favorite schools. North Carolina and DePaul were my two favorite schools because I saw I like Carolina because the Carolina blue, and then I like DePaul mm-hmm. because DePaul had the cool uniforms with the jerseys pulled yeah. out, and they had the little colors down the oh, side. Yeah. And so I I saw them on WGN more than I saw most college basketball. So. I was coming up here on a recruiting visit. Uh, Jim Molinari, uh, he was one of my recruiters, um, and uh, Joey Meyer was one of my recruiters. And I remember talking to Ray Meyer on the phone, man, and one thing I came away uh, after having a conversation with him is when listening to you say that, he he's the one guy I actually trusted as a coach. Like, if I definitely yeah. – I, I definitely would have came to DePaul because of him – because the fact that, you know, you could just tell he wasn't lying about anything. Like, these other coaches lie to get you there. You could just tell that he oh, yeah. was just a really genuine guy. He made no promises. And I think the turning point for me, and you were here during this time, uh, I remember coming home from school the day Ben Wilson got killed. And I was coming that weekend. I was yeah. coming that weekend for a college visit that weekend. And so as I was coming mm. home from school, uh, it was on World News tonight. I remember Peter Jennings and and all the big names, you know, had picked that story up. And uh, I remember walking through the door. And my mom said, "You might as well unpack your bags. You're not going to Chicago. They're killing kids." And I'm like, "Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what are you talking wow. about? You know, what are you talking about? I'm going to DePaul this weekend." She said, "No, you're not. Chicago. They're killing kids." And then I saw Ben. And I had played against Ben in the summer AAU when they had him and Nick Anderson mm-hmm. and Jamie Brandon, all these like top Kenny Battle, all these top you know uh, kids. And, uh, you know, I remember how great a player he was. And, uh, you know, when when that happened, man, that sent ripples. When you – especially when you know someone and you played against them and you had conversations Uh with the guy, uh, you know, that was a devastating blow to, I think, Chicago in general and to whatever school that he was going to go to. There was rumors he was going to go to DePaul. There was rumors he was going to go to, you know, University of Illinois. Uh, And I think that set those teams back a little bit. Well, you may not know this, Stacey, but Ben and I were best of friends. We were extremely, extremely close, and he really wanted to come to DePaul to be with me. 
Uh, we were extremely close. Everybody knew this. That was my guy, the best high school basketball player I've ever seen. And I saw LeBron play in high school too. I tell people no one could do the things that Ben and Wilson could do. And boy, I tell you what, if you came on that recruiting trip and I would have got a hold of you, <laughs> I didn't have a, I didn't have a brown paper bag over the whole but you would have you would have came if I if I got a hold of you. you yeah, you know, come. you know, what, Kenny, it's funny you say that because you know when I when I got to the league, I had to take a pay cut. <laughs> There's a statute of limitations in NCAA. You, you can't get me, baby. You can't get me the NIL, baby. NIL. Yeah. NIL. Yeah. Well, we didn't have NIL or any kind of money, but um, we would have loved to have you have had you at DePaul. You were such a great high school and collegiate player, and it's a shame that we lost Ben Wilson because yeah, I tell you what, he was one of my dearest and closest friends, and. He's the best high school basketball player I ever saw play. And people ask me all the time, they say, hey, Kenny, who was the best? And before they get, get it out, I say Ben Wilson. I agree. Right I, I, I agree with you because yeah. I, played, I played against him in the AAU, and uh, he was head and shoulders better than any player that I had seen. You know, for that big, for that size, they can handle the ball, they can post, they can shoot it. Uh, very smooth, very smooth player. Like, you know, people say, well, who is he like? You know, and I say he's like Kevin Durant, but with a, with a mean streak. You know, uh, I well, mean, Magic Johnson with a jump shot. Yes, Magic Johnson with a jump shot. I mean, he would have probably been the first uh, point forward, you know, in the NBA. He could have came straight out of high school and went to the NBA. And, and at that time, oh, Lord, Nicky Knuckles. That's why we call you Nicky <laughs> Knuckles. He over there holding the phone with his knuckles. He says, drop the phone, baby. Uh, but, the, you know, when you when you go back and you look at Ben Wilson and you watch him him play, like he, he was honestly the first high school kid that I thought could just go straight from high school to the pro level. Did you have that same kind of uh, feeling? Oh, no, no, no question about it. And you're talking about a guy that you only saw play his junior year. Because remember, he was murdered before senior season yep. started. Yep. And he could have jumped after his junior year and went to the pros. I had him at DePaul with me one day, and he was out there shooting, playing around. He said, how you want it, Kenny? He said, give me a bank shot. Bank. I said, okay, give me all net. I don't want no rim, nothing but net. Switch, nothing but net. I said, I reach in my pocket. I'll give you this $50 bill. If you can make the ball hit the top of the front of the rim and fall in. Okay. Shoot. Boom. Get my $50. There was <laughs> nothing this guy could not do with the basketball at the age of 16 or 17. He was unbelievable. And Stacy, you saw him, you played against him. Remember that, remember that, that, that release that, that those, that long, those long hands he had. Yeah. He had to, you know, he, people used to walk around Chicago like this. Like I'm Ben Wilson, but Ben's hands are like this long. Yeah. He had, he had like that, that, really that, big hands. He had real big long hands. It had that follow through. People used to walk around like this. Ben Wilson. We call it the gooseneck. Yeah, you know, he was unbelievable. You, you, you know, when you pose after you make yeah. a shot. Yeah. You know, but he he was so smooth, man. I I, I mean, seriously, when you played yeah. against him, uh, you know, and I was on a good AAU team at Oklahoma. I mean, we won some national championships. But I remember there's certain players mm -hmm. that you play against that you go, wow, like that kid, and you don't yeah. know who they're going to be later on. You know, um, but when you play them, you see that they are a little bit different than everybody else, and he was one of those guys. No, no question about it. One of the best high school player, in my opinion, that I've ever seen play. Kenny, you also did some scouting for NBA teams, and one of those was the Charlotte team uh, with Michael Jordan as the owner. What's, mm -hmm. it, what's it like sitting in a room with Michael Jordan uh, preparing for the draft? Uh, do you feel a little bit intimidated well, trying, trying to suggest, hey, I got no, this guy you no. might want to take? No, 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 no intimidation at all. I had a job to do. And remember, I was there before Michael took over the team with Bernie Bickerstaff after doing seven years in Orlando. So I, I was very confident in what I wanted to do. Michael came in, 
Uh, he would come in the day of the draft. He knew what he wanted to do, but no, no intimidation at all. And you guys had to remember, I knew Michael and met Michael as a sophomore at North Carolina, then he got drafted by the Bulls. So I knew him very well. So there was no, no time for intimidation. We had, a, we had a job to do. We did it to the best of our ability. Yeah, but people. It was fe- fun, though. It was fun. People felt like, especially early in his time there, with uh, were they the Bobcats when he first took over? Yep. Yes, the Bobcats. He was yeah. getting a lot of criticism for you know poor drafts and uh, not making good free agent signings, and then he decided he was going to kick himself all the way upstairs and let uh, let his basketball people do the work. I'll just say that is a good decision that himself <laughs> all the way upstairs. And I'll leave it at that because what goes on in the uh, draft room has to stay in the draft room. But hey, I, did, I had seven great years in Orlando. I had five great years in Charlotte. And I had the one good year with Golden State when I just drafted the, uh, the D-League, the Golden State. As a matter of fact, C.J. Watson, who played with the Bulls, I'm the one that yep. made the call to bring him up to the Warriors. That was my call. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing it, Mark. Uh, it's always fun. Uh, it's a lot of work. And I kept my job here. So... I've been in the Midwest. And it's so funny because you hear so many guys lie. Like, oh, you know, I scouted for this team. I scouted for that team. If you see a general manager and say, hey, I want to be a scout. And he said, okay, show me what you can do. And you write one report, you don't scout for that team. You, know, you wrote a report for a guy to see what he can do. You know, I had an NBA pass. I was in the draft room every year. I had a long schedule. That's a scout. But it's so funny to hear these guys say, oh, I scouted for this team and that team and this team. They ran into a, a general manager. He said, write me a report. I can see what you do. That doesn't mean you were a scout. Yeah. Hey, should we let Whispers yeah. ask, yeah. ask a question? A lot, 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 of fun, lot, lot of fun, though. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Should we let Whispers ask a question? Tim, are you still there or did an alligator get you? You got something for our guests? <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just shook one off my ankle. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you were talking about how funny it is having these heart attacks and, uh, and everything <laughs> I knew else. Go uh, and I, I, I heard there was a song that you play every day to get yourself going and that you're yeah. never going to forgive Jimmy Carter. So let, let's oh, no, hear no, a little I, bit about that. Okay. Well, the song I play, how do you know about this? Because yeah, he's a creep. <laughs> he's a creeper. <laughs> yeah. Man, the, 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 the song I play every day is Lovely Day by Bill Williams. When I wake up in the morning, I play It's a Lovely Day, Lovely Day. Because it's a lovely day because I'm here. I've been through a lot of trials and tribulations. I've had a lot of health issues, but I've survived. I'm here. I have nothing to complain about. As Mark knows, my daughter died at the age of seven. So if you can get over your child dying, then you 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 get over just about anything. So to me, every day I wake up, no matter how I feel, some days I can't get out of bed. It takes a lot to get out of bed. I I, I get shots this long in my legs so I can walk. Um, But... When I wake up every day, you're absolutely right. It's a lovely day, lovely day. Now, why went out for the year Jimmy Carter? He boycotted the 1980 Olympics. I would have been on the track and field team. Um, I think a lot of youngsters, including like Mark Aguirre, Ronnie Lester from Chicago on the basketball team, uh, a lot of people, a lot of youngsters who gave their heart and souls to try to make the Olympic team, I think got screwed over, over politics. The athletes had nothing to do with the politics. We should all been able to go to Russia and take part in the Olympic Games. And, of course, we were invited to the White House to watch the opening ceremonies. I wasn't going. I mean, hell, I should be there. Why am I watching on TV? So, but no, I would never forgive Jimmy Carter for boycotting the 1980 Olympics. Yeah, well, that, that makes perfect sense. So then uh, what was the sage, sage advice that Walter Payton gave you after uh, 
all these trials and tribulations, speaking of a guy who went too early. Yeah, you know, be yourself. Make the best out of it. Don't cry. Put on your big boy pants and do the best that you can. Let's be here. Be happy to be here. And let's just make the best out of every single day, every single minute. Now, I sit next to Mark Shanovsky at a lot of sporting events. Mark can tell you, I'm a happy-go-lucky guy. I, I don't have any complaints about anything. I, you know, my thing is, hey, I'm here. It's a happy day. It's a lovely day. So let's make the best of it. You know, you deal, you go the hand that you're dealt. There's nothing that you can do about it. Sitting around saying, woe is me, woe is me. What's it going to do? Change. Absolutely nothing. So I just make the best out of every day and have as much fun and enjoy every day that I can. Because to me, every day, I don't care if it's 50 below zero and 30 inches of snow. If I wake up, to me, it's a lovely day. Well, geez, Stacy and I sure wish Mark would have taken some of that advice. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> Getting shots in all the way from Fort Myers. Way to go, Whispers. Hey, there it, hey, there it is. Kenny, thank you so much for joining us. You are, as I mentioned, you're the toughest guy I know. You are a testament to the human spirit and perseverance. And, God, we wish you nothing but good things and good health the rest of the way. Uh, t- uh, hopefully spicy food isn't going to cause another heart attack because we're going to send you some of Stacy's signature hot sauce. You can enjoy some of that. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, listen. Listen, I'm not. I'm, hey, there's a waiver that you have to sign <laughs> that says that we are not responsible. That the give me the hot sauce is not responsible if you go down, okay? Because you know, it's like Final okay, Destination. It's like Final Destination, a movie. You've gotten in the way about 12 times. You know, and now you take some of my hot sauce and you just, and no, no, hell no. Get the waiver. Get the waiver, Maddie. Send the waiver out to him. Hey, Mark, and I'm going to taste that hot sauce at the United Center of the Bulls game. There you go. <laughs> there you go. We're going to get, hey, Kenny, we're going to get your address. We're going to send you uh, some bottles out there, buddy. And I'll see you at hey, the well, United thank Center. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Thanks Kenny. so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thank you and so you, much. And you, and you are Thanks. still icon for me. You're an iconic figure in Chicago, man. So anybody talks about when they start talking about some of the best broadcasters and, and some of the most influential people, your name should always be mentioned. Well, you know, I just do the best I can. That's all I can do, man. I, I don't try to get accolades or anything like that. I just do the best I can. I try to help kids out. A lot of kids sneak through the cracks and a lot of coaches and parents call me for, to help them get scholarships. Usually I can call a coach and find a kid somewhere. I've gotten over a hundred kids a college scholarship that have fallen through the cracks, but it's the right thing to do. Well, keep you know? on, keep on fighting the good fight, Kenny, and doing the good work that you're doing. And we'll be watching you on WCIU. And of course on the high school games throughout and congratulations on the latest milestone, 2,500 high school broadcast. Kenny McReynolds, our special guest on episode 104 of give me the hot sauce. Thanks Kenny. Welcome back, episode 104 of Give Me the Hot Sauce. Whispers, you were, you were amazed by our guests. Every time I see Kenny, I'm always afraid to ask, how are you? Because I don't know what the answer is going to be. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, it's quite amazing. You know, he, was, he talked about how it was uh, difficult getting over his daughter's death. But the one thing that kept going in my mind is how hard it is to get over your own death. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> when, he, when he heard the doctor <laughs> saying this patient's gone, oh, my gosh. Who's that? That, <laughs> that, is, that is too much. That you know, that, since we're talking about this, you know, that, Tim, what was the story? What's the story about your father-in-law? Uh, and and they, they they put a sheet over him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, yeah. he, and he wasn't dead. And we, oh no! Oh, tell, the tell the story. Tell the story, Tim. The tell tell the whole story. 
Uh, so he's a, a, a Filipino guy. So he gets uh, real animated and excited over this. It's like, oh, so I, 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 I tell this nurse I was in a bad way because I, I, I don't want to be alone. So hold, hold my hand. And then I, I, I wake up in this hallway and she did not hold my hand. And she was gone and I was dead. And then uh, they 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 brought me back to life. Like they brought you back to life, but they just said, uh, "Just asked where the nurse was." He's like, "Oh yeah, but I was upset because I was dead." And then she went out with my aunt, and I was very upset because I was dead. It's like, like, what is that? So, wouldn't you be really just pleased you were alive? I don't know. That's kind of where I'd go. But uh, he was mad at the nurse. Wow. And he said he put the sheet. Yeah. They put the sheet over the top oh of him. Oh my gosh! And then well, he, he popped up. Put sheet over my head. Yeah. No, then he goes, I, I couldn't breathe. Did they know I already had COVID? And then they put sheet over my head. <laughs> and he popped you up out of sheet. You can't breathe with a sheet over your head. They say they, they rolled her out in the hallway. Like they, that's where they take you when you have COVID. They put him put yeah. a sheet over. And they thought he was gone, and he just popped up. <laughs> he just popped up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell me that story. We've been we've been waiting to tell that story for a long time. Yeah. And today was like with Kenny here because I, I listen. <laughs> Oh, on the real though, listen to Kenny. I've known Kenny since since like 1987 um, when he was at DePaul. Yeah. And um, I tell you what, man, he's always been a stand-up guy. And to listen to his story and understand where he's come from and where he's gone and to have 40, we heard him, he had 44 yeah. surgeries, you know, surgeries. It's not like checkups, 44 surgeries on different things, you know, cancer wow. uh, and, you know, showing the, how, you know, the needle that goes in his leg. I mean, you appreciate a guy yeah, that's let's... able to withstand that and, and be able to still be here to talk about it. And no, every... Let's get that waiver out to him with the hot sauce, <laughs> with a self-addressed stamped envelope. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. see, you I survive all hey, that, and the hot listen, sauce is going to kill him. Hey, listen, when he when he said, "Yeah, send me some hot sauce," I was like, "Oh, do we got the waiver? Like, I need to get the waiver out because uh, I love Kenny Mac, but forty-four times, baby, yeah. you ain't gonna sue me, no." Oh my goodness! Hey, let's let's talk a little about what happened uh, Monday night over and Foxborough, Massachusetts. They had murder. Bear, the Bears just ran all over the Ooh. New England Patriots. Bill Belichick was looking for career one number three hundred twenty-five, which would have passed the legendary Papa Bear George Hallis. And the Bears said, "You're not doing it against us." Justin Fields had a great game. The defense right. came up with some turnovers, and they dominated the game. It wasn't just a win; they dominated. The running game. They get they got the running game going, which opened up play action and also they turned Justin Lewis Justin uh Design was, runs. That was nice. Yeah, he was he was like he looked like uh, Lamar Jackson out yeah. there, you know. So they, and I've been calling for it for the last few weeks. Just let him play, man. Just let him go out there like he's on Sandlot. Just let him go out there and play, man. Let him create with his legs. If he if he keeps his eyes up the field like which he does, you know, sometimes he holds the ball too long, but now he's starting to recognize, like, okay, guys are not open. First, second uh, receiver's not open. I got to go. Got to go. Can't, can't take a sack. Takes off running. Huge game because New England's defense is not bad. I mean, they're not, they're not a bad football team. Now, they, you know, granted, you know, Mac Jones has been in and out of the lineup, been hurt. Uh, they put that kid Zappy in, and they, they, had a quarter, <laughs> they got a quarterback controversy right now. You know, yeah. they, they uh, you know, is it Mac Jones or is it Zappy? Okay, I like Zappy because I like the name Zappy. <laughs> well, Bill Belichick didn't have to worry about that all those years with Tom Brady. Now he's got a full blown quarterback controversy on his hands. And I know, Stacey, you don't like to tell coaches what to do, but where was that game plan for the Bears? I mean, I know they had an extra few days to prepare because they had played the previous Thursday against the Commanders. But as I mentioned, they had design runs. They had they had misdirection. They had bootlegs. I mean, they had everything going, and that's it's that's what people have been waiting for with Justin Fields because we saw it when he played at Ohio State. Well, Mark, America, 
we have certain people listen to this show. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to say which coaches <laughs> listen to this show or not, but there were some Bears coaches listening to this show, yeah. and they took our advice about turning Justin Fields loose and let him go play, uh, put some more design runs. You know, if Daniel if Daniel Jones can rush for 85 yards and he runs the 40 in two weeks, why can't you know Justin <laughs> Fields you know get 85 yards? He got 80 some yards yesterday. Uh, you know, against the New England Patriots. Uh, let him beat you with his legs. And it's, until until the point where it's like, okay, like now he's got to start reading defense. You got to get him some weapons. If you don't got no weapons, he's running for his life back there. You got an offensive line that's kind of shaky. Uh, soon, it's like as soon as he hikes the ball, Mark, if you try to keep him in the pocket, he's sacked. So the pocket breaks down an awful lot. He's trying to hold on to the ball to make a play downfield. And I think now he's starting to recognize, like, hey, listen, psh, hey, as soon as they start coming in, I start feeling pressure, I'm out of here. Because right. if you looked last night, the receiver give the receivers credit, even though they're not, even though they're not, like they don't have that one game breaker. They were down the field 10, 15 yards down the field, which takes defenders with them, which opens up running lanes for this kid to see. And now you have a linebacker trying to spy him. Once he comes through that that initial, that first line of defense, not too many linebackers are going to be able to run with him. Right. You know, and he's able to use his speed and quickness to get by, and you saw that last night. How about that one scramble where it looked like he was trapped in the pocket, they almost tripped him, and he ends up running for 30 yards. That, that kind of really broke the back of the Patriots. Even though it was in the first half, you could see they were just so demoralized. They're like – who is this guy? And they, they couldn't do anything with Justin Fields. Well, Mark, you must have forgot I had a game last night, so I didn't really get a chance to. Well, I'm sure you, I'm you, know, sure you went listen, home and broke down listen, the let tape. Let me tell you something, Mark. You know what? You know what? You should have been watching the Bulls game, okay? I'm Two screens, Stacey. You know, well, Two screens. You know, I'm doing the game, okay? I'm working, okay? I'm working for a living over there. <laughs> I didn't have time. I'm watching highlights. Adam Adam had the game played on the yeah, side. He was giving updates. Yeah, nice. but he was yeah. hogging the screen. Yeah. He was hogging the screen. I'm trying to watch the game too, and he got <laughs> he got the screen turned where I can't see it, and his like his back is shielded. I'm like, I thought, yeah. we, where's the team player here, bro? Yeah. I'm trying to watch the game too, and the game was closed for a little bit, and then uh, I think I think uh, it was 17 to 14 or something. Uh, Pages came back, and then uh, so somebody tweeted to Adam because you know Adam had said, "Oh, the Bears are winning." Oh, the Bears are winning. Yeah. And so somebody tweeted on uh, like you know as soon as Adam opened his mouth, you know the, the Patriots came back, so <laughs> they might, you might want to be quiet. Yeah. So. Uh, it, it was a fun game. It was, it, it was, you know, they needed to have a game like that because they've been in every game they played. You know, they just haven't been able to score points. I mean, that commando game. I mean, was it twelve to six? Was that the score against uh, Washington? I'm trying to forget. It was low scoring. Yeah, it was they, a low scoring game. It was, it was a lot. I, I want to say it's twelve to six, um, and that's a team they should have beat, and they probably know it. And I think the coaches realize that their game plan for that game. Uh, you know, Washington has like you know, Stacey Dales even brought it up. Their their front seven is is really really good. Right. So that was a very difficult game. For and Fields. they they beat the Packers too because the, wow. that front four. They were saying the fact that uh, they had their pressure. It was twelve to seven. So you had almost had exactly. score exactly right. And you know what? And the Packers lost and they deserve to lose. They're three no, and they're, four yeah. now. Aaron yeah, Rodgers three lost four. three in a row. Yeah. You know what? At the end of the day, the, the problem with them is you know I did not know Devontae Adams was that important. Apparently I mean, was, seriously. yeah, yeah. Now, 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 Green Bay's looking awful bad right now, okay? They should have paid that man. They should have paid that guy that money, you know, paid him what he was asking for. He's one of the top receivers. He's having a nice, nice uh, season in Oakland, you know, uh, when they get him the ball, you know. But uh, I did not know that Aaron Rodgers was, like, he – that was his guy. That was, the, you know, that's what made him. Because right now, him and Tom Brady – Two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks are struggling big time. Both, Both are three bad. and yeah. four. Yeah. Uh, the only thing with Tom Brady is in a bad division. Yeah, there he is right <laughs> That's there. That's the classic shot. If you're watching on YouTube, he's Aaron Rodgers face down in the turf after they tried that trick play at the end. But 
you know, he's he's bitching about his receivers. If he hadn't taken all of the money, they'd had some money but left see, to pay him out to Adams. And that's listen, and that's the problem, America. You know, these quarterbacks are the highest paid players, okay? And when you take that type of money, you're going to deplete the rest of your team. They can't afford to go out and go get anybody. They got to go get the guy who's working at Mariano's and say, hey, man, you look like you play <laughs> lineman line uh, back in high school, back at, you know, Conant. Can you uh, come and, <laughs> can you come and right, play for right. us? So you're getting, what you, you're getting what you deserve, basically. You yeah. know, Tom Brady has always taken less money to get the people around him to go out and get the star receivers, to go out there and get the, the, the stud linemen. You know, he's always taken less money. He could have been just like Aaron Rodgers, you know, five, ten years ago, demanded to be the highest-paid player. Yeah. But he recognized in order to win, I'm going to have to sacrifice money and to do that. And this year, it's just I just think Father Time has caught up to him. I, mm-hmm. I don't think he looks as sharp as he, he normally has. Uh, their offensive line is not the same. I think they Tampa Bay needs to depend on Leonard Fournette a little bit more. He's, he's having a nice season. Run the ball a little bit more, which set up play action, and they miss Gronk. They miss that tight end that can go down the middle of the field and you know stretch out the defense and force you to double-team him, which takes, takes a guy off their receiver. Uh, Godwin is is not a hundred percent yet, um, so they 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 got some holes they need to fill, Mark. Yeah, and Tampa Bay has to play the Ravens with Lamar Ooh. Jackson on Thursday night, so they may be taking another L coming up. Hey, Whispers, do uh, you have any Angel Water in your fridge down in uh, Fort Myers? Not yet, but it's coming. <laughs> you got your own. <laughs> That's right. Perfect supply coming. Individual uh, Chief Little likes to carry. He's gonna send some water down to you. He's, he's going to put the whole system in, RO, whole oh. house, the whole deal. Does he check for alligators yeah. when he che- checks the water as well? Oh, yeah. And I'll be able to drink <laughs> out of my toilets here, too. Oh, God. <laughs> this is just disgusting. Yeah, he, he doesn't like that as far as a testimonial goes. Now, he's got a place down why. there. He's got a place down there, right? Yeah, over in West Palm, straight across oh, the, okay, the alligator yeah. pits yeah. here. Yep. Yeah, you you, well, t- you, tell, you tell Chief Little Legs that don't be caught swimming in the lake, because he's really bait. He's small enough to be a gator bite. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, 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 don't Stacey listen. Didn't say Andy, that. Andy, no. Andy, wasn't me. Yeah. Andy Wilson. It was not me that said it. It was Tracy, my alter ego. Whenever, whenever there's a smart ass comment, that's who you blame. Tracy, don't blame Stacy. Blame Tracy. Hey, but here are two sponsors. (laughs) But here in the Chicago area, if you want to get the services of Angel Water, make sure that you contact them at 847-382-7800. They will test your water for free today. The company is on a mission to provide water free of the toxins and chemicals that can cause long-term damage to your health. We thank them for providing the Give Me the Hot Sauce crew with delicious ice-cold water for every one of our shows. It keeps us going, keeps us motivated, keeps us healthy, oh, keeps yes. us free of uh, heart attacks and uh, everything yes. else. <laughs> That's terrible, Mark. I, I don't know. Hey, 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 America, and she'll like it too. That's all I'm going to say, and she'll like it too. Hey, I ain't going to hey, lie. Hey, listen, shout out to Maddie. Maddie, you know, Maddie usually brings, like, hot water to us that you can actually boil a tea bag in. And so today she's brought at least two. I've been drinking water. I'm like, I'm like parts because we don't yeah. have our beer here. That's right. The, the, the kitchen is closed. Yeah, the bar is closed. Whispers took, yeah, Whisper took the key to the to the keg, so we can't get it in right now. So uh, I think I so think Rich and, Pablo, Rich and Pablo have been drinking on the job. Exactly. I mean, that's what's yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're drinking angel angel water right here. So uh, and it's cold and crisp yeah, and uh, it's very good. All jokes aside, uh, Chief Little Legs is not gator bait. 
Okay, I'm not just going to throw that out there. He's yeah. little, though. He is little. He's, 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 he came over to my house one day and sat on the couch, and his legs didn't touch the floor. So that's why I knew he was short. <laughs> oh, Andy, Andy, wasn't me, Andy. Oh, we lost another sponsor. <laughs> hey, on the chat, Nick Bianchi says, Angel Water going to drop GTHS faster than Adidas dropped Kanye. Hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> Kanye. Kanye, baby, he got dropped from everybody. I know. Oh, nobody Ma, talking about getting canceled. Dude. Yeah, yeah, he's canceled big time. He just lost Aaron Donald and uh and uh, Jalen Brown from his uh from oh their my agency. Gosh. Everybody's jumping shit. Oh man, it's like the Titanic, baby. Hey, no <laughs> one's waiting for women and children. He's like, get my ass on the boat now. Get me off this sinking ship. Now, looking at the chat, there's uh there's some character called Spooky Kitty saying there's only eight, 19 people in here. Can someone reading this tell Stacy I love him? So there you go. That sounds go, creepy. Stacey. Spooky yeah. Kitty. Is that a girl? Is that a female? Uh, there's no uh there's no picture. There's no picture? Yeah. Okay, listen. So I, America, I, I worry about that. America, listen. If you're a female and you're sending like <laughs> you're sending those kind of things, look, I'm look like a little snuggle bear. Look at my little blue, my little blue snuggle. I look like the little snuggle bear that you know, the little fabric softener guy. Look at a little snuggle. Look at this. It's cute. Look at this. It's hot as hell in here, America. I look cool, but it's hot as hell in here. I just want to let y'all know I'm over here sweating like a it's like a slave in the hen house right now. <laughs> I'm burning up in here, America. I'm burning up in here. And but, Spooky uh, Kitty just confessed, I'm a guy. Oh, no, no, Spooky Kitty, Spooky Kitty, no, no. We got Halloween coming up, so they're all coming out of the woodwork. Hey, before we get out of here, we're going to have a segment on on shows we're watching, and Stacey was going to have this last week, so I don't think we have the graphic ready, but a show that's on Netflix called Watchers, which is really creepy. That's Spooky Kitty. Tim, tell the story that looked, it was like it was straight out of, there it is, The Watcher. It really is unbelievable. It's got all-star cast. I mean, the guy in the dumbwaiter, the first episode, it's like, oh, my God. America. America, I was told about this show. I was like, have you ever seen The Watcher? Have you seen The Watcher? I'm like, no, yeah. I haven't seen The Watcher. You got to watch The Watcher. You got to watch The Watcher. I was like, if it's anything like Jeffrey Dahmer, I ain't watching it. <laughs> so, so, you know, so I, I started watching it, and I was just like, oh, my goodness, this is creepy. Like, I'm literally hearing noises in my house. Like, yeah. I grabbed, I'm walking around with a bat. You know, the dogs <laughs> are with me. You know, the other day, it, it's a funny story. I, I think my house is haunted, seriously, because it's like 1930-something yeah, house. You know, yeah. a lot of the older houses are where I live. So I'm sitting down. Every periodically in America, I hear noises. Like I hear, Ooh, like stuff like that. Okay, I never, I never, never get phased by it. I'm like, okay, it's a noise in the house. No yeah, idea. yeah. So the other day, swear to God, I hear this like someone jump with feet. Like it was like, Boom. and the first time, my dogs never startled. Never, they was like. And I'm like, oh, because, you know, a dog can see yeah, things yeah, that we yeah. can't see, yeah. okay? So they was like, <laughs> both of them, both of them started, you know, walking towards the staircase. And I'm like, okay, is this a paranormal activity? Like, is it, yeah. it's like somebody going to come here and throw me up against the wall? And so the dogs literally went upstairs to go see what it was. And then they didn't come back down for a little bit, so oh. I thought maybe something happened to him. But I, I didn't hear, anything. I didn't hear a dog go, hey! yeah, because if I'd yeah. heard that, I'd been gone. But then they came back downstairs. But I think we had some paranormal activity up in my wow. house. Wow, yeah, yeah, it was a little well, creepy. If you've watched that show, the Watcher, the story Tim's got. You, you want to share this, Tim, or not about your new place in Fort Myers? Yeah, sure. Because yeah. I don't think he's a listener of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. Well, that would uh, that would be creepy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my uh, first full day here, go to bed and about three in the morning, here's some fighting going on uh, next door, you know, a little <laughs> domestic disturbance. And then, uh, hey, uh, meet I the neighbors. Down. I, <laughs> well, I go, go relieve myself. And, and then my wife goes, I hear 
this loud slamming sound. She goes, holy shit, there's someone at the back door. Come here. And, and there's this guy standing there slamming his fist in hand against the, the uh, glass. He's like, let me in. You got my drill. I, I was like, your drill? What do you mean your drill? I don't have your fucking drill. Get the hell out of here. I'm like, what's this guy here for? He's like, no, bro, my girl. I'm like, your girl? I, I, there's no girl. He's like, yeah, redhead named Pat. Now let me turn on the light so I can look around. I'm it's like, the watcher, no, I'm get telling the, get you. The, get that out of here. Is and this then, real? Uh, we, yeah. we called the cops. And, yeah, called the cops. He was. Uh, he took off and yelled, I'll be back. <laughs> and like, Holy it's like those shit. two nothing cops in Tim, the watcher, you know? Tim, Tim, for real? Get out, yeah, you got to get out of there. Back door. So yeah, is that is okay, so so I I knew that's why you got that little that little thing that little shocker thing that's not that's little we got it the next day <laughs> yeah how many bolts is that <laughs> he can wake up Frankenstein with that damn thing how many hundred eighty thousand so so let me get so, this right let me get this leather jacket let me get this right let me get this right Tim so it's like three in the morning and someone is banging at yeah. your back door. Talking about where is his girlfriend? Where's his girl at? Yeah, I'd say we're we're keeping her. Wow. And, uh, you know, let me come in and turn your lights on. Like hell no. Oh I'm starting my to look God. around. Like I got a hammer over there. I got. Uh, yeah, you didn't have no weapons. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said he called the police. They were there in two minutes. Oh really? Yeah. They were here fast, like super fast. Uh, must have been the neighborhood. Must have must have been a neighborhood. If it would have been in in the inner city, we'd have been two weeks later. They'd have came. <laughs> it's another episode of The Watcher. The <laughs> yeah. Hey, hello. This is Mister. <laughs> Mrs. Jackson. Uh, we have somebody here that's trying to break in our house. We'll be there in two weeks. <laughs> but then Tim Kelly. Hey, how you doing? I'm Tim Kelly. I have somebody breaking in my house. We're right there. We're there now. I'm, Don't worry about it. <laughs> We're in the garage. <laughs> yeah. What are you watching, Mark? <laughs> I tell you what, I'm not watching anything after hearing that story. Oh my God! I mean, this is this is real life. You just move into a place that you thought was blown away in a hurricane, and then you got some crazy neighbor who's ready to kill you because you stole his girl, and he's coming back. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's real life shit right there. Yes, yes. That, yeah. that beats down, any right? television show. Scarier than- <laughs> yeah, that, that beats yeah. any television show. Yeah. That beats The Watcher because you were living the real Watcher. You know, that's like the guy like in The Watcher. The Watcher, like the dude's like uh, he, he's got access to the house. No one knows how he gets in there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they hear these noises and, and he's in the dumbwaiter. Yeah. And so they pull him out the door. What are you doing here? The guy's like the guy's like ready to beat him with a bat. He's like, get out of here. <laughs> oh man, that show that show is creepy. Yeah. Uh, another another show another show America. I'm telling telling you i just got done watching the last episode of house of dragons i keep trying to tell y'all to go see it the last yeah, episode great. was amazing a lot of people were mad how the last episode ended and one thing that house of dragons has done that go that uh game of thrones have done they they're not afraid to kill off star people okay yeah. they're not afraid to do it they go, they're gonna keep doing it okay the dragon scene if you haven't seen it in america spoiler alert turn off the show right now because i'm gonna tell you Okay, the dragon scene at the end was amazing. Okay, first of all, I did not know that uh, my man, what's his name, Agar, not Agar, but the brother that with the patch on his eye, Amon. Amon's dragon was that damn big. 
Like that, this dude's dragon yeah, mark was like it was like a seven forty seven. So and then the the one kid, what's the kid that that, that, that he came to? You know, they delivered the uh, the dark hair kid, Luke. So Luke, he got a baby dragon. The dragon's about as big as a sheep, and he's flying on the dragon. I'm like, damn, that's a cute little dragon, you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you see Aegon's dragon. It's like seven forty seven. So I'm like, okay, this is not fair. <laughs> so then the little baby dragon, little baby dragon was, you know, they were chasing him. And the little baby dragon shot the big dragon with some fire, which pissed the big dragon off. So the big, so they, they he got away. So he thought he got away. He was in the sun. It was it was raining. And then he got to the sunlight. He thought he was gonna make it. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> and here comes here comes here comes the big dragon, and bit him. Just chewed him up, ate him up. One bite. It was like a, a chicken McNugget. Just ate him up. It was oh lord, have mercy. If I spoiled it for everything you, everything tastes like chicken. We get yeah, back to exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. If I spoiled it for you, America, I'm sorry. I just yeah. oh one more thing. Did we have the picture of the seven foot six guy, America? Yeah, I, was, I was at the game last night. Okay, and I wanted you to look at this picture. These pictures that we have. We we ran into the world's tallest teenager. That's right, America. I'm Seven not stuttering. Six. I'm not stuttering. It's in the Guinness Book of World Records. He's the world's tallest teenager. Okay, this kid is seven foot six. He's from Canada. Olivier Ruox. I think that's his name. If I'm butchering it, I'm sorry. But uh, this kid, do we have Chuck Swirsky's picture up there? Okay, so I'm 16. Look, oh, <laughs> look, Chuck looked like a little ventriloquist. He could put him on his knee and have Chuck talk. He look said, at, hey, Chuck, dance for me. <laughs> look, look at the size difference. I mean, his head, the kid's head is about the size of Chuck's body. Yeah. Look at that. I mean, but I'm going to tell you something. I didn't know what 7'6 looked like. I mean, I seen Manute Bowl and all that. Manute yeah. Bowl, didn't, when I was a player, didn't look that tall to me. But this kid was sitting in a chair. And I wasn't even paying attention. I was sitting, I'm talking to somebody, and he was almost taller than me sitting in the chair. And I thought yeah. maybe he was a, like a small person, like he was sitting on his, you know, standing on his feet. So, Mark, I'm looking, and I'm like, and he just stood up, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> and he's 16 years old, America. He's going to IMG Academy uh, to play basketball. He's going to probably be in the NBA in two years. I mean, this kid – uh, is is supposed to be a phenomenal player. He's got to work on some some things to to get better. Look at this, look how big his hands are. Yeah. Now America, I got some big hands, okay, but this hand this dude's hands they were they were huge. Like he put his hands on my shoulder, and and I was like, all right, man, you gotta get off me because I like, <laughs> I, you know, he kind of scared me. He's like, he, it was like it was kind of like lurch from the from the other, like yeah. boom, and he hit me on the shoulder. I you know I got a bad shoulder. I've been lifting, you know, America. I've been throwing up some heavy weights, and I got a little little sore shoulder. And he got me in the sore shoulder, and he squeezed it. It's like. He goes, oh, nice meeting you. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. I'm like, hey, baby. Oh, baby. I'm, I almost gave him a two-piece. Because I was, I was like, I was, was going to lunch up there and give him a throat punch. But I realized he was only 16 years old. He was a kid. He didn't know anybody. He, did he really sound like that? Does every 7'6 guy sound like Lurch? <laughs> <laughs> you rang. No, because no, I think he, I think he's he's French. He yes. can, he can, he's, he's a dual citizen, so he can speak English. And, he, and oh, Bill. So you spoke French to him. Yeah, parlez-vous français, oui, oui. Je t'aime très, très beaucoup. Yes, okay, yeah. America, I'm bilingual. <laughs> and wait a minute, America. America, one more thing. I've just been voted again. Okay? Oh, I've not just been again. Voted, I've just been voted one of the sexiest Frenchmen in Paris. Okay, so I will be doing a photo shoot uh, with uh, Versace in Paris, and I'll make sure you guys see that. Can't wait to see that. That's, that's right. That's going to be something. Yes, yes. I'm, hey, I'm, we yes. know Mike has the night off, but Windy City is always in business. Tell oh! the folks how they oh, can get on. their Windy transportation City. needs taken care oh, of. Mark, you shouldn't have asked me. 
<laughs> Windy City provides championship service. They didn't do it tonight because I didn't use them. Making, <laughs> making a reservation is so easy, it's a slam dunk. Let Windy City break the full court pressure of traffic and get you to your destination in style and on time. Contact us at 847-916-9300. You probably won't get a hold of Mike Amaro because he's out with the Double Mint Twins right now. <laughs> and he's out having dinner at Capitol Grill. And he played golf this weekend in yeah. Geneva. Oh, My, you know, I, you know, was listen, great. listen, Mike, Mike deserved the week off. You know, normally Mike drives me on Thursday. And this was a short notice type of thing because we had to because we won't be doing the show on Thursday because I'll be traveling. And uh, and I hate doing the show from the hotels because you never know what kind of reception you're going to get. But it worked out well last week. The guys did a great job behind the scenes. The Sriracha Studio guys did a great job making sure the sound was was proper and everything. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, I had to come in today because I like coming into the studio, even though it was a. a Bitch of a drive trying to drive in the rain because I I never get Chicago traffic. Okay, number one, Chicago people act like it's acid rain, like they just go five miles an hour. If we go too fast, our car's gonna catch on fire. <laughs> whereas whereas if you watch Chicago people during the wintertime, America driving Chicago in the wintertime, it's black ice out there. They're going 100 miles an hour, <laughs> but it's raining. They're like, okay, we just got to go slow because if we go too fast, our car is going to disintegrate from the acid rain. <laughs> Help me. I'm melting. That's what it seems like. And it's so frustrating because it's like, get the hell out the way. If you're not going to, like, there's driver etiquette, Mark, okay? If you're going to be in the fast lane, Stay in the fast lane and go fast. If you're going to drive like Miss Daisy, get your ass out the lane and go over and sit in the far lane. I hate that. People are just going, you know, talking. Oh, look. Look at the nice nice birds flying and singing songs. Kumbaya in the car with the kids. Get out the way. Get out the fast lane, please. Have some driver etiquette, okay? I don't like to go road rage, Mark. I, I try not that, to. That's why Stacey King always takes that's why I take City Limousine City. whenever I let, possible. I let He's Mike have to deal with customer. that. Yeah. I let Mike deal with all that traffic. <laughs> ah, Mike, I love you, boy. We'll see you next week, baby. Hey, Whispers, thanks a lot for hanging in there for the whole show. I know you're trying to get your house yeah. set up in Fort Myers. Uh, tell your lovely wife we apologize for keeping you up so late. It's almost 11 o'clock there. Yes, so. yes. Tell Maureen. Tell Maureen we appreciate her being on the show. We saw her trying to sneak over off the camera, but I caught her. She looked like I That's dream right. of Jeannie. And just tell her, hey, just do this, Tim. Right. Tell that's all wait, she need wait. to do. Blink and get back, get her ass back in the bottle. Okay? And don't take that zapper into the bedroom with no. you. Right? Hey, hey, no freaky stuff. No oh. zapper. No zapper. Hey, bring that zapper. Hey, hey, bring that, hey, bring that zapper back, Tim. We're gonna we're gonna get uh, rich. We're gonna get the cooler. We're gonna zap him. See if it works. How many yeah. how many volts can he take? <laughs> Let's find out. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's a tease for a future show if I've ever heard one. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for watching and listening. Episode 104. Hope you enjoyed the interview with Kenny McReynolds. He is an amazing man. It's, uh, it was great visiting with him. I want to thank the Sriracha crew for their hard work as we're doing this on a different day than we normally do. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back with a brand new episode next week. Whispers, so long, my friend. So long, walking. See you guys. Christopher Walken. I'll see you. Oh, yeah. Dragon City. Come on.